I would love to hear everybody's strengths if you've either taken this or are going to take it after listening to this bomb (laughs) podcast thing. That's bad. We should take that out. (laughs) Oh, man. This is Queen speaking. What's the difference between a boss and a queen? When you're a queen, you're owning every aspect of your life. From work, to money, to relationships, there are no boundaries. You can't pause who you are. The challenge is how to own it. What makes you, you? We're in this together. Let's break out of our comfort zone and learn the tools to rise to our own potential. Hit your goals, then set the bar higher. Ready to join us? Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. How's it going? It's going really well. How are you? It's a little rainy outside. Uh all of the month. I know. But um, we posted about the vitamin D drops. Mm, and so if you're experiencing any of the sadness from the grayness, then get yourself some vitamin D. Up those levels. It's really, I think it's making a difference. I feel like it's, I don't know, I might be lying to myself, but it does feel like it's not as like, it's not like weighing heavily mm. on me like it used to. So I highly recommend it. We'll post a recap of that somewhere. <laughs> somewhere on the internet. Yes. It'll be a, a like a game to find it. It'll be fun. Anyway, <laughs> what's going on? So I know that we've been talking about a lot of things related to like busyness. It's been an intense. I know I, we all hate saying we're busy. We're busy. Yeah. But it's like sometimes there's a lot of things that you've sometimes got going on. Sometimes you are on. busy. Yeah. There's, there's stuff. This is not a forever time. Um, But I finally got to my acupuncturist. I had to reschedule my appointment because I had a meeting conflict. And I was like, if there's anyone I need right now, it's you. (laughs) And so it was the greatest joy last week to be able to go. um, And I just felt like it was like the lights turned on again. Oh, that's so nice. It was amazing. Like I felt like it was just like swipe the eraser board like it was a clean slate I just felt like the reset button on my body had been pushed and Mm -hmm. I was like rejuvenated um it's magical so if you don't go to acupuncture I highly recommend it especially if you have anxiety or stress in your life (laughs) thousand percent thousand percent um but she as I was sharing with her um just some of the things that I had been dealing with and maybe mentioned the fact that I had had two anxiety attacks. Um, She was like, I'm going to give you a breathing technique that will be helpful for you. And so she said she recommended to do this in the morning, like right when you wake up and then before you go to bed. Um, But she said that any time throughout the day, toss it in there. Just to like take a breath. Yes. Literally. Literally. (laughs) Four breaths in a minute. So 15 seconds each to inhale and exhale. So I basically just do a count of like inhale seven, exhale eight. Good idea. Yep, that's math. Give or take math. (laughs) Um, And it tricks your brain into thinking that it's relaxed. And so it reduces the cortisol. And it's like that. Stress hormone. Right. And it's that moment where like maybe there are still a thousand things going on, but at least for the time being, you can move forward with whatever you're working on. Yeah. It And... I feel like it's helped me kind of keep the calm level. Mm-hmm. And this is also a thing that I she has told me this in the past and also something I've implemented through yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes you forget these things. And so I thought it was just a nice gentle reminder for everyone else to think about that. Four breaths in a minute. I think that's nice because you're right. I think we're all – I think if you don't do this on a regular basis or you don't meditate or something – this feels like kind of, it feels like a cop out. You're like, oh, really? Like four breaths in a minute? What is that really going to do for me? And to those people, I would challenge to try it, <laughs> especially when you're in like a high stress or you're just feeling some type of way to like just give it a shot and take it seriously in that moment. And don't just like have it be a throwaway exercise and just see what it might do for you in that moment. And again, with whatever we talk about, things take practice. But it does give you that moment to stop. And Mm -hmm. I think more than anything else, like that moment of stoppage is just as important as the breathing. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. Feels good to breathe. (laughs) It sure does. (laughs) 
And it's nice that it was at your acupuncturist where, like, her, obviously her role is, like, to stick you with the needles and, like, figure out where you're at and do what she does. But to take that extra step and say, like, this is another thing that I think can help you in between the sessions and say, like, you know, if there is for whatever reason, another time where we have to cancel, like, these are things that will help you along the way. And I always appreciate people like that, that are taking it like one step further and not just like living in their, the thing that they do, but they're really there for you as their patient. Yeah. That's good. That's why she's the best. Awesome. What about you, Sid? So I am talking about my evolution of journaling today. Mm. (laughs) And as I wrote that out, I was like, that sounds dumb, but it's really what it is. So I think when I first started talking about this a few weeks ago, or maybe a month ago now, um, I had started my journaling thing as part of a class assignment because it's something I had wanted to get back into, but just wasn't taking it seriously. And so this was what I needed to like jumpstart that process. And I started actually with what you had suggested in one of our episodes about the like, I will let go of, I am grateful for, I um, will focus on were the three prompts. And I was finding those really, really helpful. It helped me like literally focus in on my energy. So I was doing those every day for about 21 days. And then eventually it kind of felt like they didn't cover what I needed to be releasing on a daily Mm. basis, which I thought was interesting because I think those are really powerful prompts, but sometimes they pigeonhole you a little bit. And so what I started doing was just kind of free writing. And I think for a long time I took journaling really seriously. Like it had to be in the evening and it had to be like so-and-so pages long and it had to like get to the bottom of something. And like there had to be like a lot of check marks for it to be very valid. And through the prompts piece of it, I figured out that all of it is valid. And whatever you're doing to release energy and and refocus is okay and worthy of your time. And so on days that I didn't feel like I had anything to populate those prompts, after I finished um, the assignment, I was like, let me just write a little bit. Let me just like talk about where I'm at. And like, that's good. And it doesn't need to be pages long. And it still can be just like a thought in the morning. Um, and then nice. it was nice. It, it was really nice. And then I saw something, I shared it on our social page, but Mari Andrew posted something about how she wants to start her day thinking of it like a well, well-planned dinner party. Like, what can I provide to the people that are coming to my dinner party? So, like, what can I provide for people throughout my day? Um, but what do I need to feel like I did a good job? And, like, really thinking about it both from the perspective of the people that you serve and what you need to serve yourself. And I thought that was another good like prompt in a way to say like, what am I providing people today? Or what do I need to provide to like nourish the people around me? But what do I need that's going to make me feel joyful and happy and full? And so that has been like the next evolution of the journaling is like, love it. Yeah, it was really good. It was like a looser version of the prompts, but still like jump started my morning a little bit. Yeah. So it's like thinking about what you can do to make people feel fulfilled and also acknowledge what you need for that as well. Exactly. And I feel like that's that's a thing, especially knowing you. Yeah. Like you need to think about you a little bit more. Right. And it's like, I think with the other prompts, it was really good. But I thought I had a hard time always making it so much about me. And that's not a bad thing, but it was an uncomfortable place for me to be. And sometimes it was a struggle to come up with things to complete those prompts. But this feels better and it like can it can kind of shift my focus like I can think about it in work terms I can think about it Mm -hmm. in personal life terms like it has different places that it can live but what I'm really excited about is that I've continued to journal in the morning trying to do it before 10 a.m doesn't always happen but not punishing myself which is what I talked about in the prioritization square in the Mm -hmm. very beginning of this is like I didn't want it to feel like I had to do it. A requirement. Exactly. And now it doesn't feel like a requirement. It feels like something I want to do, but I'm not like, oh, I didn't do it by 10 a.m. Like, now there's no point. Like, (laughs) it doesn't feel like that. And so it just is a really, it feels good to reflect on um, that process and how it's been super helpful for me over the last, like, month and change now. Yeah, and I think it's important to acknowledge it as an evolution of, like, you know, it won't start, it won't always be 
Dear Diary. Right, exactly. Like, it doesn't have to be an end of the evening. Like, there's a camera on you as you, like, thoughtfully write in your journal. And, yeah. like, it doesn't have to be a whole production. <laughs> it can be, like, I'm freaking out, and here are the things that are in my brain. Or, like, this is a thing that fulfilled me. Mm-hmm. You can literally write whatever you want because it's your journal. Exactly. And it's, like, taking the pressure off of yeah. for no one that's going to see it ever is very freeing. So... That's that's feeling good right now. I love it. Yeah. So uh, what's inspiring you this week, Brom? Well, uh, coffee meetings. Yes. I feel like, and I don't know necessarily if it's something that like I wasn't making time for or just the opportunity has presented itself to take the time to meet with new people or people I haven't connected with in a while. Right. And it is so refreshing. I feel invigorated and inspired. And I think what's cool about those types of meetings is like sometimes not having an agenda where it's like, I just want to catch up and kind of like get to know your situation mm-hmm. and like, where where are you at? And here's where we're at. And maybe because I always think about things in terms of like partnerships or you know what what can we do that's mutually beneficial in this relationship that we have here um and so i think to actually take the time to sit down and think about what other people's projects are and get to know like just re-inspired about the stuff that you're working on Mm -hmm. um and I think it's really cool to see the people that we have been meeting with have been living on the edge of their comfort zones. Yes. So it's inspiring us to think about things in a different way or just kind of like motivating in a sense of like seeing other people do terrifying and challenging things, but like exactly where they should be and where they want to be. Absolutely. And I think it motivates us as a team and me Obviously, this is my inspiration for right now. I'll move on a little bit. <laughs> but I think both of us agree that it's like really nice to kind of be the great thing about meeting with people that you d- may not necessarily be like the same vibe as you or like the same business, same organization, same style of approach of what you have. Right. Be- it like forces your brain to think in a different way. Right. And so it opens up opportunities for you to think about things differently yeah and it like that connection i think is something that we all crave but you're right when you're in like the thick of all things going on you're like i need the play-by-play like the a b and c and then we'll check it off the list and we'll get on to the next thing but you're right like to have the lack of agenda and just have the curiosity to learn about what people are up to and what there is making them happy and what they're working on and be able to share what you're working on is it's just a nice like come down moment mm-hmm. with no expectation other than to just check in. Yeah. And that's an important part of especially I think in our community, it's a really fantastic thing to be able to do something like that. Yeah. And I think my meetings are often bogged down by like work related things where it's like the reason we're meeting is because we are accomplishing a task. Right. And we will proceed forward with other plans in the future (laughs) but it's so nice like i feel like from here on out i want to have at least one a week where it's just like like a no plans just catch up hear what you're working on with like a bunch of different people i don't get to see enough absolutely and i did that like even today i had lunch with someone who's been like out for a bit and it was just like this nice moment where we talked about a little bit of everything and you just feel full yeah when you get back and um, there's going to be days where you're like oh do i really have time to do this like i want to make sure i'm checking in but like i've got a thousand things and yeah like because because you will feel motivated to do more after you check in with those people Mm -hmm. um that like really energize you and get you ready to do whatever it is you're gonna do love it that's awesome that's a good one Brom. i love it inspired inspired what about you so we all know i love my tv and um hassan minaj who i don't know if people know who he is but he is um he was a white house correspondent no was that right no a daily show correspondent (laughs) that's funny um but he did perform at the white house correspondents dinner 
two years ago. Yes. So he was on The Daily Show, awesome on The Daily Show. He did a phenomenal job at the White House Correspondents' Center because I think his delivery is what sets him apart from other comedians. And so he's a comedian by trade, and he had a Netflix special that I was obsessed with. I think I watched it three separate times, and I laughed at all the jokes every single time. And I think, like, he's super fast-paced. He's really funny. He is clever and smart with his his information. And so he has a new show on Netflix called the pa- or called Patriot Act. And it is all of those things in, I think it's like a 22-minute situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and he covers one topic for the entirety of the show. And you know my thing about presentations and having really good tech that follows the person that's talking. Like, it all flows together really nicely. And he has that. And it's like this really awesome, like, visual plus information that I care about, plus a guy that I trust with, like, current events and things Mm -hmm. like that so it's actually what you know usually my thing about netflix is that they release everything at once so you can binge the crap out of what you're watching and so they took a little left turn on me and they're only releasing one on sunday night so they're going like a little hbo route which i was like guys there's a time and a place this is not one of those times or places and so he had the first two episodes released last Sunday. So now this will be probably like two weeks from when you all are hearing this go go live. So there's probably going to be three by the time this gets to your ears. Um, and the first one was about affirmative action and the case that's going on at Harvard um, right now. And it's this big thing. And there are so many layers to it that... I didn't know, and I read a fair amount of what's going on, especially when it comes to things around topics like affirmative action, and it was just so well done and funny on top of being super informational. So it's like comedic meets current events meets, like, news. Yes. I'm kind of, so, like, a little bit like The Daily Show. Yes, yes. It definitely has, like... I'm trying to think of, like, what's all smooshed together. Right. So it's, like, Daily Show vibes minus the interview and minus a desk. So he's, like, standing in front of, like, this giant screen. It is, like... So maybe, like, uh, what, Daily Pop on E! Or, like, The Soup? Yes, yes. But news. But news. And, like, really funny. It's, like, got a lot of, like, a comedy show vibe. Okay. Like, it did remind me of his Netflix... about his Netflix special. Got it. Um, But that's, like, his thing. Like, he's jumping around. He's got hands. He's got voice. He's got, like, some really funny, well-timed jokes. Um, But so informational and things that we need to be talking about right now. Like, the second episode is all about Saudi Arabia and everything that's going on in that realm right now. And it was just so smart is, like, the best way I can describe it. And... So I highly, highly, highly suggest it if you're interested in those types of topics. Now, I have no idea what's coming for week three, but, like, I'm already super excited to watch it. Sounds like something I can download on my iPad. Sure is. For my flights in a couple weeks. Actually, that's a great idea. And I think that you will enjoy them, learn a lot. Because, again, it's covering things that, like, you have to do a ton to find. Mm -hmm. It's not just, like, out there in the abyss unless you're, like, really digging for it. I need that in my life. Right. So he does all the work for us, or his writers and researchers do, whoever. But it's awesome. His team. His team. (laughs) The whole squad is in on the action. The Patriot X squad. It's so... It's (laughs) Yes. And it's so, so good. So yes. Hasan Minaj, Patriot Act, Netflix. Find it. It will also be linked in our show notes. It sure will. (laughs) Queenspeaking.com. That too. Flash 42. Yeah. Um, okay, Ron, give it to me straight. So we are going a step further than the quintessential, what are your strengths? What yeah. are your weaknesses? The age-old interview question. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which do people ask it still? I think people still do. Okay. Which is sad. <laughs> um, so there's an assessment that we have taken from Gallup called StrengthsFinder 2.0, and they've done the work to identify 34 strengths. And it pulls out, the assessment pulls out your top five. You can pay an extra dollar amount for the full 34, if that's of interest to you. And like ranked, 
two. Ranked, yeah. yes. One through 34. Yep. <laughs> so the book has a bunch of strategies for applying your strengths in the work that you do and how you interact with people. And I think that this is an important conversation for us to have, not only from the sense of like, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? But also like society puts a really strong emphasis on us to improve our strengths or overcome to improve our weaknesses or overcome those weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that if we tap into our natural talents, we're going to have a greater chance of success, quality of life, happiness, all of these amazing, beautiful things. Those little things. things. <laughs> little things. Everything that we're seeking Who cares in life about those things? <laughs> to feel fulfilled. Um, but we wanted to talk about today how to actually assess those strengths, like after you do take the exam or the assessment, and how you can actually put that to use mm-hmm. in work and life. And I think both of us have some timely examples that we can share with you on how it's benefited us for sure it's amazing yeah i love this topic i think this has been on our like to-do list of topics for since we started but i think we both wanted to be prepared to dive into it appropriately and make sure that we're providing really good information for everybody but this is something that like this i say this a lot and my dad always makes fun of me because i'm like it's life-changing and like because that's how I operate. But this really changed so much for me in terms of my career, in terms of the way I think about myself, in terms of the way that I interact with others. And what I say yes to more often has definitely a, a strong correlation to what I've learned about myself through strengths. And so I'm excited to like talk about this tool and every place that it can be used and how how it works. And so just like as you know, a little bit more. It is a timed test and it has those top five after that. And I think that that is kind of the benefit to it is that it is timed. Um, And sometimes it feels like, am I answering the same question more than once? Like those are some of the things that I've heard. I've had students take this and- But that's actually a good survey. Exactly. That it's like asking questions differently, but But the same. Exactly. So it really does- And pairing it with different things so that you have a better idea of like, oh, yes, I do play well with others versus, you know. Exactly. Caring about getting work done. Yeah. And I've taken it twice now. I had to take it a second time for um, my current job. And only one of mine was different. And I can't remember what one it replaced. But I think I took them like three or four years apart. And so that I think says something to the quality of like how your strengths are embedded in the person that you are and how they show up for you, even if you take them years apart. Like these are things that come naturally to you and truly are your strengths. So I think that is a benefit to it, um, that it's not like going to change with the wind or something like that. Yeah. So I'm into it. Um, are we ready to speak it, queens? Let's. Do so, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the assessment in and of itself, to give you a little background, um, Gallup is really all about research and they offer a bunch of coaching and course opportunities and they break it down from like a managerial perspective, from an HR perspective, personal leadership, development, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so, Current, they have like a bunch of different options of you can buy it like from an ebook standpoint, um, or on Amazon mm-hmm. is was the cheapest that I saw for seventeen dollars. Um, but there's a code in the book for you to take the assessment on their website. Nice, um, and they give you the lowdown on how to do that. Um, but the one of the reasons why they you encourage you to buy the book with it is because it's intentionally created to help you figure out how it shows up for you and how it might show up for other people in the work that they do and Mm -hmm. how you might be interacting with them. So it's a really easy read um, to run through, but it's good to kind of get a lay of the land to be like, oh, Susie at work falls into this category and this might give me some ideas. So it's really good to have an idea of like where you stand And I definitely think, like, spend the most time reading the top five of yours in the book and then going from there. Um, But it's definitely – how long does – there's 170 questions. I think they get – I can't even remember how long it takes, honestly. It's got to be, like, a – Like, third – max – they give you 20 seconds per question. So whatever 20 seconds times times 170 is. Math. (laughs) Mathematics. It's math. Someone let us know. (laughs) 
Yeah. So like I said, like I use this assessment in my first year seminar class both both years. So that's something that where I work, every first year student has access free for them to take this. And some, again, students got frustrated by it because the similarities between questions. And it made me think like, is there a too young point for something like this? But I think... I think it said on their website, age 15. Oh, see? Or you need to have a fifth age 15 reading level or something like that. Got it. That makes sense. And so I think like it depends on the person, but I think the same frustration could be true for someone of any age. Like you can be 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s and be frustrated by the same thing, but you have to be like ready to take it seriously, I think is more the line that you draw. And for students, like really bring home the point that it like this is for you this is to help you understand what your strengths are and what makes you like great and shiny and special and i don't think that's a bad message to send to students that are brand new to college that are kind of in this interesting place in their life and this can help ground them in mm-hmm. some ways um so the assessment can be like you have to be ready for it so if you're like haven't taken it at this point and you're looking for some guidance in your life i think that this is kind of a great tool to use for that yeah and i think you know it goes without saying gallup gallup might want to actually like update the like pre-survey taking situation of like you're probably going to encounter some of the similar questions right because just i to... feel like not if you haven't taken a research research class you don't know that right yeah no <laughs> you wouldn't you definitely would not know that <laughs> in my mind <laughs> um but i've i first took it when i was in the process of transitioning careers same at this point oh my gosh i think it was like 2012 wow crazy um and it really i truly believe that this was like the foundation for how I was able to succeed in my new role. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really gave me a good direction and understanding for how to approach the many new facets of my current job and where to ask for help or, you know, where I could lean on other people mm-hmm. in areas that weren't necessarily my strengths. Exactly. Yes. Um, so what we wanted to do was kind of like get into our, our top five and then like the list of 34 and kind of what you might encounter with them and the whole thing. But one of the things, I don't know if this is new or not, but I was exposed to this and I think this is just as important. I'm going to go ahead and add on this. It's specifically something that coaches, strengths finder coaches have as an assessment. So it's like an additional, it's like. If you're working with a coach, you'll find out this information. Got it. But it's good to have. And this is accessible through their website because I did find it there yes. to see where they all live. So what, what we're talking about is um, there are four overarching like categories that all 34 strengths fall into. And they are strategic thinking, relationship building, executing, and influencing. And after you take the test and find out what your top five are, I think it's just as helpful and influential to figure out what category they fall into. Because once I knew, once I figured this out, and once I learned this information, it really was like this giant light from above that was Mm -hmm. like singing at me being like, this is your calling. And that was hugely beneficial. So I think, you know, once you take this test, there is a way to find out where you live. And I know it's been, like, obviously very beneficial for you too, Bron. Yeah. I So if we're going to get into it, my top five are harmony, discipline, maximizer, intellection, and context. And to give you a little, like, a quick play-by-play on what each, each of those means or, like, how it, how it shows up for me, harmony is definitely, like, balance and living as the peacemaker like i think i i have a tendency to be the mediator in situations or like seeing all sides of the story and figuring out like okay how do we approach this from a, a strategic uh standpoint yep um and then the discipline part of who i am is strictly like routines getting things done hardcore into all of that stuff Mm -hmm. maximizer is like always striving for 
maybe not perfection, but like to continuously improve and and better a situation. Um, I think it's, for me, it's like the energy and the drive to continue and to learn and to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, Intellection shows up for me as like time and space to think. Mm. So that really comes into play with like the planning that I do. And like, I like the idea of brainstorming and like giving myself time to come up with ideas to it that's how I end up being creative it's hmm. like time to explore other things yeah and so it's like reading and learning and like letting my brain kind of discover new information um and then context is for me a lot of the um looking into the past having data and like other things like what went well here so that we can or like what didn't go well here so that we could plan accordingly for the future for this next next project so like looking into past info to supplement future plans got it so i think in that sense like you were talking about the buckets i have two in strategic thinking and then one in each relationship building, executing and influencing. And what I think is interesting about that for me is I think a lot about how all of them work together. Mm-hmm. And one of the exercises, because I have a personal strengths coach that I use. Um, it's been amazing. Will recommend. Yes. Um, we'll link to her information. <laughs> but one of the exercises we did was um, on a scale of one to 10, how I was relying on each of my strengths. And it was off balance and so that meant that i was too Mm -hmm. and i was definitely in a period of time where i was like lots were on my lot was on my plate i was overwhelmed and i wasn't necessarily giving myself the time and the space to like implement the two the last two the intellection and the context Mm. to like do the planning and get things to to work and make stuff happen and so it really helped me figure out how each of my strengths influence each other Mm -hmm. and how important it is that they coexist Mm -hmm. absolutely maybe that's where harmony comes there has to be balance (laughs) (laughs) but that's really great and i think again like those buckets gave clarity to things that you understood the descriptions for and understood like how they were showing up and what they were but then again to give them like the context of okay so how is this in play Mm -hmm. and how is this showing up and how do i use these on a really regular basis and i think like that's uh, again, when the buckets came up, I was like, oh, my God, this makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, because it goes from thinking of them as individuals to, like, putting, again, putting them in play and, like, bucketing them in a way that says, okay, like, now I can move forward with this information. And, again, with the strengths coach, and Brianna and I have the um, blessed <laughs> opportunity to work with the same person and um, or have worked with the same person. And it was kind of a game changer to have her lay out how to put them into action. Um, and so mine are individualization, positivity, restorative, relater, and developer. And I think for me, all of these show up like very strongly for me on a regular basis, especially as I've like sussed them out and worked with them individually. So individualization, I think some of them are more self-explanatory. I like segment a, a person out and just get to know them and don't lump them into other people. Like it's really important for me to see people as they are Mm -hmm. and not try to accommodate them along with someone else. So I really wanna get to know like what makes them tick as an individual, what brings them happiness as an individual. Um, Positivity, again, pretty self-explanatory. I like live in the happy. And I do that, I feel like it comes easily for me to see the positive in situations and then find the positive if it's not very clear. Restorative was always so hard for me to wrap my brain around. Like, I was like, I don't understand what this means. And basically, it's like the problem-solving aspect of things. So if you kind of pull all those things together, it's looking at a person as themselves and, like, giving them their light and their way helping with that positive energy aspect of it and then helping problem solve through conversation, through different outlets and things like that. Um, Relator is simply, as it says, is how I can then relate to that person. So if I'm seeing them as an individual and I'm bringing in the positive energy, what can I do to connect with them and relate to them? And I think it's like a trust building thing as well. Um, And then developer is, again, as it says, it's helping how to develop that person or that situation and like 
I said, I think earlier, like suss it out, do some background and figure out how to like, and it's not maximizer, but it's like filling in the blanks in a Mm -hmm. way. And Um, that's what I think is kind of cool is that there are some that are like, like I think about relator and empathy a little bit similar, but there's just a slight difference in how you either are interacting with yourself or with other people. Right, exactly. Which is cool. It is cool. And it's nice, again, like, and we'll get into this later about how they can be useful in, like, team dynamics. And, like, that's one of those things. Um, So four out of five of mine live in relationship building, (laughs) which is not um, surprising in any way. But it did, like, having that information helped me really lean into the love for working with people and getting to know people and understanding people better. Um, And it really has influenced like the work that I do and how I do it both in my professional life, but also in my personal life. And I think the other one is like an executor is what did we say that? Executing. Executing. Is the other one. Um, And I just, I love, I've learned to love, we had a conversation the other day with someone where it's almost this weird backwards thing where you like learn to love your strengths once you like Mm -hmm. really learn about how you embody those strengths. And that was a really fun process is to learn how to love your strengths and in turn like love yourself. Yeah. And what I think is interesting about this, and I feel like a lot of people have that same reaction where they're like, what? I don't Yeah. I don't get it, but I get it. And they're like resistant to it, but I think it's because it is so natural to you that you're like, is that even a strength? <laughs> you're like, why am I this way? Right. And like positivity for me was very much that moment where I'm like, really? Like that feels like a cop out because like, of course I'm positive. <laughs> and so what's really cool about the exercises that you do or like how you can incorporate it into team building exercises and things that you do to take it another level beyond just the assessment helps to show you more of like the ways that you can actually move forward and see these things as like, oh, this is great for me because I think about things in this way. Right. And like Sally might not. And that's where it comes, like you said, totally into play. And what I found really helpful recently when I was just like in a place where I wanted to like re-familiarize myself, they do, and we'll share this link in the show notes, they have like the short version of every one of the 34 and then they have like the expanded version Mm -hmm. and like how it shows up in your career how it shows up in your personal life and I think it's almost this moment where even after you take the test you're you it's not like they're internalized instantly so having this list like kind of at at your arm's length away is really helpful to say like oh right like that's how it shows up especially if you're not able to work with a coach to have that reminder every so often and to remind yourself to use them and lean into them. Um, so we'll share that that list as well. Yeah, and I think um, as we think about how we're putting this into action, it can come up um, in different ways. And we want to talk through a few of like the recommended or like you might have lived in this space before and like how to actually take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for both of us, personal coaching is like, So worth it. The ultimate. So worth it. I like this. This is great because it does allow for career work and personal work. I think a lot of the time I was I was there for the career work, but there were a lot of moments where um, I think when you have this conversation with your coach up front is like, I want to use this in every aspect of my life. Like, are we prepared to do that? And like getting kind of their their expertise and what they're doing. Um, But it does allow for this because it's not in your work setting. Um, It gives you the ability to drill into the details and problem solve throughout the entire session. And that was the game changer for me. Like I specifically remember working with our coach and we worked with her separately, but she was fantastic. Um, But she would do this thing where I would be doing something at work, like struggling with something at work, and she would have to physically cover all of my other strengths and say, like, how would positivity deal with this? Or how would positivity Mm -hmm. solve this problem? And it really helped internalize what they are and how they work. And it was so like she had to actually cover them because I felt like I was then pulling from the other ones when I should have only been looking at one. So it's it's exercises like that that you're not going to necessarily get that in a group situation, at least from my experience. Um, and she's just freaking awesome. Yeah, I think 
especially when I really was utilizing um, my coach, it really came into play for the planning process, especially thinking about like, okay, here's here's a problem or a challenge I'm facing. I want to figure out how to better handle this utilizing my strengths. Mm -hmm. And it really was like, I remember a lot of times I would feel frustrated. Yes. Oh my God. Because I'm like, no, that doesn't matter. And it was always, there were always two that were being underserved. Yeah. And once I started recognizing intellection and context as important to me being able to do things properly, I always was just like, well, I'm disciplined, so I'll just get it done no matter what. But it's like, you know, the reason why you feel stressed out is because harmony is not like you're not feeling balanced because you're putting so much energy into something that's not actually worthwhile. Right. And so like take the time to figure out what you should be doing and don't just do to do for do's sake. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I think what was really great is that um, every session kind of it wasn't necessarily like let's do this and then we're going to like come back with like work on some homework. It was a little bit of like here's a plan of action and then like maybe we'll have a different conversation next time Mm -hmm. or like have kind of goal setting progress that we could make and thinking about you know how things change and adjust like one of the things that I ended up going back for down the road was like how do I be a better manager and how Mm -hmm. do I use this from a leadership style absolutely learning process yeah and all of the people I mean I would strongly suggest especially if it's for strengths there Gallup certifies strengths coaches so there's a process that ours went through to become a certified coach and she's just not like reading the material and then like hacking it off like she went through a lot to become certified to make sure that she's giving valuable information Mm -hmm. she has all of the books all of the work plans all of the worksheets like all of those things should be so if someone's like telling you that they're certified there's a really easy way to find out and it's if they're coming prepared with like all of those materials like they have access to so much more than what like you or I could just find online. Yeah. Um, so that was the other thing is that it wasn't, and I am a big believer in like business coaches, but if you're looking specifically for a strengths coach, that's fully like immersed in this process, there is a difference there. Mm-hmm. So, and there yeah. are coaches that probably are certified in like many things, but um, I really enjoyed working with, this person because she was certified specifically in this process. Yeah, and I think the value is that it's focused. Right, right. Um, So the next one is the team development and training. And we know that I am like a culture, like a company culture junkie. I love the opportunity for people to get to know their team better. And this is one of those ways that I feel really strongly could really help your entire team if nothing else, get to know themselves Mm -hmm. and really understand what they're bringing to the table. So it like contributes to confidence and it contributes to if you're on a small team and you're all working with either the same set of strengths or different strengths, then it helps influence the way you plan and strategize. And so kind of airing it out and saying like, this is for your benefit, both individually and for the team's sake, um, was, is, is something that I really believe in. Yeah, I think this is a a huge benefit for anyone that works on a team. I think everyone is always looking for, like, different styles of workshops or, like, how can we um, put together a team building exercise or program that actually helps us do our jobs better and is not us just, like, going out bowling and having a good time. Right. Which, like, that has its value. That's fine. Right, yeah. (laughs) Love bowling. Sign me up. Um, But I think in this sense – What's really amazing about it is that you end up seeing your employee or your your employees, if you're a manager, and um, your team in a different way of mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't know that this was something that like because sometimes it's stuff that's like super internal and very personal to a person. Yeah, but it can actually be a huge benefit to someone who doesn't like the book actually outlines specific um, people on your team or strengths that people have. That you might be able to lean on, like mm-hmm. how how to how to balance out your strengths with another strength, right? And so that ends up being a really cool opportunity for collaboration, or just to 
give you the opportunity as a team to work better together. Right. Because it really is that outlet of saying like, oh, I had no idea that this is a thing that you loved or I didn't know that that was a thing that you needed to be successful was Mm -hmm. like access to this type of whatever the heck. And so again, like you said, I just think it's like the best thing ever. And I think about the way that we work together and how us knowing our strengths have have has completely come into play with even just you know we're a team of two and the way that they've come into play and how we manage ourselves and how we communicate with each other and how we can kind of like get at what the other one might need to be successful is because we know each other's like these strengths not just like we know each other's strengths but like we actually do when Mm -hmm. it comes to the strength finder and how we can support each other through through those and with those. So I think that's been super helpful for us. I fully agree. Oh, yeah. Um, the next one, HR training, which I do think is separate from the team development and training because HR is obviously coming at things from a totally different perspective than your internal team is. Um, and I think that... HR has the opportunity to create like a process by using strengths, in my opinion, like by having it come from the HR department, it has like more of a level of prestige, I guess. Does that make sense? Um, But and not just like a one off like, oh, the blah, blah, blah department did this cool thing, but like no one else cares. Right, right. If it's like a company wide thing. That they put in place. And I think, like, they have the power to put workshops together. They have the power to influence decisions being made from the department level. Um, And using this process to create different strategies for people and for departments and for leaders especially, um, that can be super, super beneficial. And I think that there is always a big challenge when you're working at a company, especially if you're one that maybe started small and is growing or just the element of working at a big corporation or a nonprofit perhaps. I feel like things will easily get siloed. And if you create different systems in place where you have interdepartmental mm-hmm. communication set up mm-hmm. that relate to some of the things that fall into the strengths finder categories mm-hmm. and just having that as part of the system that you build within your company is so valuable so valuable and you think about if your team isn't able to own something like this it seems like a thing that hr can own (laughs) because it has for some people it has like that direct link that maybe they can say like hey I know like it feels like a grassroots effort sometimes when it's coming from like the internal team dynamic but when it's coming from the HR perspective it's like oh they can own this and they can influence that decision to see how useful it is and how beneficial it is um, for the entire community that you're part of like company organization all those things love it perf um in the classroom So again, this is the thing that um, we talked about earlier, how I had it for my first year students. Um, But I think like having that learning of your strengths sooner rather than later, like as you age, it just gets, you get like kind of set in your ways, which isn't a bad thing, but think about what could change for a high school student or for a new college student if they had access to what they're good at. And especially in the place that we're at right now, I think in our in 2018, the more we can encourage young people to lean into their strengths. And, you know, this is a thing that we've talked about with our strength coaches. Like, we put so much emphasis on working on your weaknesses. What if we had the opportunity to show students what their strengths are and how they can use their strengths to influence their weaknesses or influence the things that they don't feel as confident at. And I just feel like this is a thing that students need and they need to find a reason to feel good about themselves in a place that may be telling them they're not good at anything. (laughs) And I feel like just like reflecting back 20 hindsight 2020, both of us probably would have made maybe slightly different changes in, you know, maybe major, whatever (laughs) career, half uh college major (laughs) yeah no seriously like I think about I had to do it like backwards yes and you think (laughs) like we think about what our strengths are right now like I think about that I live in relationship building Mm -hmm. yes I might have taken I started in PR I majored in PR my 
guidance counselor was like, well, I think, you know, that just seems like the thing you're going to be good at because you're not really that good at anything else. I'm like, cool. Awesome. That sounds good. Thanks, guys. And you kind (laughs) of like take that as truth and Mm -hmm. you take that as your foundation to build up from. But think about if students at like an 18 year old or a 17 year old's like foundation was what they were good at. Mm -hmm. And then there are people in place to say like, hey, these are the things you're good at. Let's like sprout from there. Let's like grow from that place and all the avenues that exist based on the things that you're that come naturally to you and you do you think about like how many things you might have been exposed to that you weren't because that information is now available and you have access to it and there's someone there kind of guiding the way for you and I think it's so amazingly empowering too for someone because once you have that information in front of you it's more it offers more of a like broader map to figure out where you can go Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times like what is really hard about high school is that everybody's like oh I'm not enough or like I like you're still kind of figuring out your place in the world and that feels weird and stressful and then to be like placed in a situation where it's like well you're off to college good luck you're like I don't (laughs) know right (laughs) yeah totally And so it's very common for people now to be like, I don't have a path. College is super expensive. I'm just going to wait. Yeah. And like what's scary is that there are people that won't come back from that. Like it's awesome to hear about people who like end up starting companies or like doing really cool, crazy, awesome things because they figure out like, oh, I they lean into their natural talents. And so some people need a little bit of guidance. Like, that's literally why we have guidance counselors when we're in high school. That's what they say. And so to to give people um, at that age when they're susceptible to so many things or, like, you know, there's opportunity at every corner. Mm-hmm. And so what if you had access to a better understanding of who you are and what you could do yeah I think it's like a crazy powerful thing and think about like if we weren't shoving certain things down people's throats like you should be going this route because I said so instead you say like this is what you're good at let's work on this together and I think like the one that we probably left out but we've talked about a lot is like how this helps you as an individual like we talk about the personal coaching one-on-one but this is truly something that you can go and do yourself you Mm -hmm. obviously won't have all the access that you would with a coach but like you can go find your strengths you can do some research you can see what bucket you fall into and you can be empowered to create a path for yourself that you might not have known existed and like you started talking to someone when you were at a career transition and like thankfully we both had access to that person but this is something you can go and like start that process yourself to find out your top strengths and then figure out what direction you want to go from there. Yeah, it's amazing. And I think to say that it's been six years since that process has happened um, from the beginning to now and how it's still like I, I'm back at it again right, and right. I'm reapproaching it from a different perspective. And I think it's really cool to be able to figure out how to tap into it in different ways as you progress through your life and your career. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So much opportunity, guys. I love this topic. We would love to hear everybody's strengths. If you've either taken this or you're going to take it or whatever you're kind of working on and what you feel your strengths are, like this is such an awesome topic and is super empowering. So we obviously want to hear about it. Yeah. And even if you might feel a little bit frustrated know that there's such great opportunity at the horizon. So, so just much. Dig into it, self-reflect, see a coach. We'll have lots of links for you guys in our show notes. So Absolutely. Don't fret. Never. Shall we break? Let's break. <laughs> <laughs>